Morning, Miss Evelyn. Good morning, Joe B. How are you doing today? Excellent. We just watched CBS Sunday morning. Some programs are so-so, but this one, I thought, was filled with some real good features. Yeah, there wasn't a bad one, was there? Mm-mm. No, interesting in all of them. The mosquito thing, I'd heard that before, that they put impotent male mosquitoes into a community and uh, they interbred with the other mosquitoes and ended up eliminating the uh, dangerous uh, diseased-filled mosquitoes, but I think at the end, it didn't. the program didn't work, did it? Well, you have to keep doing it over and over and over because once you stop putting those mechanical mosquitoes in there, <laughs> uh, they just start producing more. Mosquitoes are just... And the trouble here in Arizona that I don't like is we have the see knots, and I mean, you can walk outside, and the next thing you know, you're late, got whelps all over them, you can't see the boogers. I mean, you can stare at your legs. You don't see anything. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, bop. <laughs> we come from the big mosquito country. Oh, yeah. I mean, you hear them buzzing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can hear them buzzing. Yeah, they describe mosquitoes uh, in southern Illinois. They say the uh, little ones carry dogs away. The big <laughs> mosquitoes carry cows away. Oh, yeah. And you remember how large the mosquitoes were in North Carolina? Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh, we couldn't understand why they had a little deck out there, and it was all screened in, and it didn't take us long to find out. Mm -hmm. You could not go outside. We always joked about, you know, hurrying from the back door of the deck to the screened-in room that you could get carried away. Also, they had a feature on Toledo and uh, the fact that they had all those silos that were quite ugly on the river. a lot of takeaway from that feature. Oh, wasn't that beautiful? Took an eyesore and turned it. And what a, um, what I want to say, a draw to visitors to their city. And it's just a message of beauty. The uh, city had uh, several, I'd say probably a dozen huge silos, concrete silos, out on the river. A few women were on a boat ride one night and got to talking. And they said, uh, gosh, isn't this a beautiful night? And then they looked around and they saw those silos and they were all ugly and they decided to do something. It's a lesson and if you want to do something, you can get her done. Oh, yes. And and they got it done and beautifully. Mm-hmm. They decided to paint it. They hired an architect painter out of L.A. and he came in and painted some big murals on the, uh, on the old ugly uh, silos and made it quite pretty. Jane Goodall, I thought she had died. I did, too. Her story was amazing, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, very interesting. Yeah, yeah she was the, uh, the secretary, actually, never went to college. And uh, the scientist wanted some help, and he wanted uh, someone who had not been to college. He wanted a, a clean mind, he said, and uh, sent her into the jungle. And she spent four months looking at the uh, chimps, and uh, made a lifelong study of them. And did you see that one chimp whenever he was getting ready to be released into the wild? What did he do? He came up and hugged her. He came up and hugged her. That was really... It shows they are a lot like us, huh? Yes, they are. (laughs) (laughs) Her main goal is climate change and uh, fighting the uh, loss of our planet, and uh, she was quite specific with that. I know. If you stop and think about like what, what she said and how it's affecting 
things there. I don't think we get the real picture of how it's changing the complete world and how fast it is. Taking now, for instance, the tornadoes and things that are going through southern Illinois and here, you know, in Midwest everywhere and and the flooding and the droughts. We don't seem to have like the four seasons we used to have, even in Illinois. I meant now it should start getting cooler all the time. It does, but the next day it's in the 80s. So I don't think that most of us in our daily lives are stopping to think how everything, you know, is is changing and very rapidly. Jane Goodall had a good message. She said everybody can do something to help the planet. It may be little, it may seem insignificant, but all of us can do something to save the planet because she said, what are we going to leave our kids and our grandkids? Yeah. And that's a stark warning. Yeah, and, and there should be some sort of program that informs people like us of simple ways that you can help the planet. There's bound to be a lot of little things that you could do that every person could get involved in. Let's check that out. Okay. Martha Stewart, <laughs> she brought some good stuff in. Oh, my gosh. I just, when I see the whole thing, I just wonder, okay, is she at home just cooking all the time, you know, making these things from scratch, and how do you come up with a new recipe? She really is something. She went to prison, came out of it better than when she went in. Insider trading, I think, got her in trouble Yeah. and uh, followed the money. And I was interested because, you know, she had teamed up with Dave Chappelle on a project and a program. They did quite a few things. And I was wondering if she was going to have Chappelle on now. You know, he's immersed in controversy. and But there was no mention of David in the CBS Sunday Morning News mm-hmm. on this broadcast. Speaking of controversy, Alex Baldwin is in a, in a jam, isn't he? Oh, I would think so. Maybe not in a gym, but I would think you have all kinds of questions. You know, was he aiming at her? Was he kidding around? Was it part of the show and the bullet just happened to go that way? I mean, why was she in the line of fire? Mm. You know, you have to point something for it to go through someone like that and kill him. So there's a lot of unanswered questions. I didn't realize that, you know, a prop gun could kill you. I just thought it made noise, but I had no idea how it made that noise, what it took to do it. Yes, I would think his his life has changed quite a bit. We mentioned Southern Illinois. There's one thing about uh, back home, uh, raised like you and I were, we had gun safety from the very first day that we started hunting or started target practice. Our parents always went through the one, two, threes of gun safety, and The thing, the number one gun rule is treat every gun as if it were loaded. And uh, I was talking to Jack, you know, he's involved in the the small bore shooting tournaments. And we were talking, he and I were talking, and he said, Grandpa, that's the first thing that drilled into his uh, mind was don't ever, ever let that gun be pointed at anybody because consider it absolutely loaded. And yeah, those blanks can be very, very dangerous. Yes, I don't think I, I was even allowed. You say you you were a guy. And girls, I don't think, hunted that much at my age because I was never really allowed to handle the gun. It was usually handed to me, loaded, shot it, gave it back to somebody. I have watched uh, the training that 
uh, Kelly has given his whole family, they're all sharpshooters, and they all know all the etiquettes about guns and everything. And the same it goes for Joe G and his family. They're all really good shooters. But then uh, I have a daughter, Chelsea, who just on shooting can put people to shame too. Well, Samantha is uh, knowledgeable about guns. Oh, yeah. She's she's really, really good. But I bet you would not expect Chelsea to be um, be able to shoot and, and shoot really accurately. And she can. Mm. Yeah. Barack Obama, Bruce Springsteen. Oh, what a feature. When I got done watching it, um, I had just a little tingle of hope inside of myself uh, about the future. If uh, everyone would just treat each other and find common ground to connect with people. The boss, as he's called, said that he thought that it would take, what, 10 years, maybe 20 years before things will turn around. It will take that much time. And I thought, have have we got that much time? I mean, not you and I, I'm not talking about age, but I meant as far as civilization is concerned. If children are taught now to hate and to be selective in who they talk to and how they talk and treat people, what's it going to be 20 years from now? Because we have a habit of copying our parents and if there's this much hate in America now, what will it be in 20 years? Mm-hmm. It's, the whole thing is really scary to me. I, I'm done. I don't even like to talk about it, which I guess is the wrong thing. It's very depressing and uh, very scary. I saw something in my reading this morning uh, by Thomas Scott. It said, uh, they that do not hear the science that would save them shall be made to hear the sentence that will ruin them. All the pains of hell will be intolerable, but some will be more so than others. All you have to do, folks, is follow the science, get your vaccination, and get your masks. I understand what you're saying. I cannot get my arms around... I mean, there are, I think, some true people that are refusing the vaccine uh, maybe according to religious things or whatever. And I know there's always people that have their reasoning like that. There are certain religions that do not believe in going to a doctor. Mm-hmm. You, If you get ill, you know, God's going to take care of you or not. Okay, that's fine because that only, you know, affects them. It's not what they're doing is going to affect uh, in a health way to others. But in this case, this is not something that you decide to do or not to do just for yourself. And I I think that shows how little we care anymore about our neighbor or even other family members to the point that we would endanger them in any way of putting an end to their life. I can't even go there. I I don't understand that at all. We are in a situation now where you look at people and you say, gee, you're stupid and you're selfish. You're stupid because the science has already told you that if you do this, you're going to live, but not only that, you're going to be at least somewhat healthy around people who could die from what you do. And you're selfish 
because you don't look at everyone you come in contact with, a person that is worthy of saving. So it makes it very, very difficult. Yeah, and th- this is more than an I problem. Mm-hmm. This is a worldwide problem that involves everyone. It's not just how it's going to affect you and maybe just your immediate family. I mean, this is something that I just don't understand it at all. It's driving us apart Mm -hmm. because I look at people that that are not masked, that are not vaccinated, and uh, I have negative feelings toward them. Hey, um, Wayne Gretzky, the great one. Yes, that was a good story, wasn't Mm it? I love how he... He lives here in America, but still yet he is very proud of where he came from in Canada, uh, even though they did sell him out, didn't they? Mm-hmm. Got rid of him. So. All about money. Yes, yes. But he still loves his country there, too, so mm-hmm. that's neat. And the fact that he and Barack got together and uh, out of common. The, and, and I learned a new word on the uh, broadcast this morning, simpatico, simpatico is a, a term that Anthony Mason used in describing the two of them, and it's supposed to be so in tune with each other that you thought alike and acted alike. So that's a new word for us. Yes, it is. A lot of lakes in the broadcast this morning. Idaho, the fishery, that was restocking. Beautiful lakes up there. And then Utah was where Bruce Springsteen had his boat. So we got to see a lot of water. Reminded me so much of when we go to Colorado and the beautiful uh, lakes that are up there. I mean, beautiful. And also just how fun it is to catch a fish. We are the retired rotors, and we do travel. We just got back from that trip. We're still getting messages from Colorado that they love us and they want part of us back. Apparently, I went through a toll highway, and uh, they uh, snapped a picture. But did they send a picture before? Uh, Yes. Oh, they yes. did. They sent a picture before. Oh, yeah, it's legit. It's just that I think we went through it twice. But it's the craziest thing I've ever seen. We kept going through, and it said, you're on a toll road. And we kept waiting to pay the toll. We had our change out. You know how you always want the yeah, exact yeah. change. And we kept waiting for it, and it never showed up. And we kept saying, well, did we miss it? Did we not charge because we didn't go very far? What was the deal? And then... What was it? Six months later, we got a picture of our trailer tootling along in Colorado someplace. I think it's around Denver. And so I know I sent them a check and paid for it, but now I'm getting another one. This could be, I guess, another stretch. I've got to get all my inventory out and check and see what it is. But that's not a very good way to collect. It's costing them a lot of money to send this out for Five dollars. When you drive through, you always give them cash. Seems like they ought to set up one of those little stands someplace to collect their money when you get off of it. We are the retired rotors, which means that uh, we are going to bypass a collection stand and not not even see it, you know. So well, apparently we did. But I love Colorado for still loving us and still sending <laughs> us uh, invitations. Yes, yes, me too. And then the last feature was probably my favorite. They talked about the food that helps everybody along. I caught Cormac sneaking one the other day, and I said, you know, Cormac, I haven't had one of those in a long time. But they t- there's a suit against 
this uh, company for not putting enough strawberries into their Pop-Tarts. Or maybe no strawberries, <laughs> which is kind of sad because you wonder what that chewy red stuff is besides red dye. And, of course, we're all acquainted in this household about red dye because we have a little boy that's very affected by red dye. There's a lot of fake things in the world, isn't there? You're looking at me. <laughs> like I said, there's a lot of fake things in this world. <laughs> you uh, mentioned the backyard a while ago. Uh, you've got a new backyard coming with winter grass. Yes, yes. I guess the first time since we've lived here that we've had a professional do it. I did it the first round, and it turned out pretty good because um, there wasn't anything there before. But uh, the last couple of years, I think it's more weed grass than real grass. So, yeah, I'm excited. We just have to keep uh, the kids off of it for a little while till it sinks in the ground and keep the birds off, birds and kids off for a little while. He said maybe in about three weeks it'll be coming up and doing good, and then we can go with it. I'm excited. Okay, we got a busy weekend ahead of us, as we always do, and a busy week coming up. So I say, Arrivederci Domani. Love you, darling. What language is that? Is it Del Monte? Are you thinking about food? <laughs> Leave the baskets of Del Monte on the porch. Yeah, well, I have trouble with English, let alone anything foreign. <laughs> I don't think okay. that's foreign. I don't know what it is. Well, I was trying to think of a Arrivederci, was, and I thought, every time I go someplace with my family, it ends up being a torture. <laughs> Anytime I get together with any of my children or grandchildren, they have a fine time of picking my language to death. And now they've got me, like last night when I was working a wedding with Sam, I was talking to someone and I, I noticed myself being very guarded and trying to pronounce my words very clearly because I thought if my kids are making fun of me, and they'll do it in Greg kids to my face, which is fine. But I'm thinking if these people I'm meeting are strangers and they're walking away saying, what did she say? <laughs> that it's a bad but anyway, if we were not unique, if we didn't, if we didn't have our own Southern Illinois colloquialisms, and uh, you know, for but nobody else in my family says these things. Oh, they all do. Just nobody, nobody has kids like we have that love to pick us apart. <laughs> well, that might be true too. Yeah. So uh, for six years, I called it Gila Ben. I oh. kept Gila Ben, and Steve Baller one day I looked at me and he that. said, "It is Gila." Ben. It's so. like, it's not Jacumba, it's Hakumba. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, Hamashaw. Yes. Is, uh, starts with a J. So, yes. yeah, it took us 25 years to learn that. Yeah. That's okay. We're slow, but we're good. Yeah. We're excellent, excellent. Love you, darling. Love have you. a great week and keep the faith. Yes, it's going to be another busy one. We love them that way. Yeah, I guess so. Bye. Bye bye.